for literally years, we have been asked, where can I get a Swick shirt? We've been asked through email, Facebook, Twitter, our website, even in person when we visited conventions. And now finally, we have an answer. We are happy to announce we've opened our official NeoZaz merchandise shop at neozaz.com shop. There you can find shirts for Swick, NeoZaz, and a few of our other series available right now. These shirts are printed and shipped through Spreadshirt, and I've ordered a couple before launching the shop to check out their quality, and I am incredibly happy with the results. The graphic printing is great. The shirts themselves are high quality, comfortable. I really couldn't be happier with the results. So check it out. It's online now at neozaz.com shop. Finally, a place to find Swick shirts and neozaz.com merchandise online anytime. No matter how much work you put into it, you're always back to where you started and you got chlamydia. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Sarlacc. Woo! The Sarlacc. I always thought it was like the Sarlacc pit, but it's just called the Sarlacc. It's yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's the pit it's is the just pit. the surrounding. The monster is in the, the. That's just where it is at that moment. Yeah. The, yeah. It's well. We'll get to that. It's not a big story, but yeah. Now, this was a... I wrote a story with our names in it. Oh, God. <laughs> you ready, Dave? Me do it. There once was a man from Chris Tuckett. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a saying from... Something the, and something and fuck it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> in Chris's belly, you will find a new... Definished him of pain and suffering as you were slowly <laughs> digested over a Matlenium. Oh, Matt. That's <laughs> why <laughs> I put you in because I didn't think of anything else. They say Matlenium. What? Thousand Wait. years is Millennium. It was good, but then you didn't include Matt. You just said his name at the end. I'm just. I'm telling Matt this. Yeah, I did all the work on this episode, and then Matt. I get there's it. Just, there's no. There's no. Where do you put the Matt at? Matt. Sarmat. Sarmat Pit. No! I'm out of Carcoon. No, it's not. It's that's a three-pure line. It's not in there. It's, that's exactly what line. So you included. Your job is to have all of our names. Yes, I think I thought it was funny how Matt was at the end. So you, you phoned did, it in. You did seventy-five percent of your job. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good for him this week. It's a C, right? <laughs> it's a Z. Is it passing? Randy Newman. <laughs> <laughs> so you got three of the four in there. Yeah, but I thought it's funnier with Matt to say right at the end, like Matt. But I was confused. <laughs> well, Matt, tell us about the Sarlacc, please. Okay, well, first and foremost, this is a Patreon pick. Now, of all the notes I keep for Patreons, for some reason, I have no idea who requested this. <laughs> I have a list of everyone that that is characters people requested with a dash and who requested it on the sheet. It says Sarlacc. No dash, no nothing. I tried to go back through all my emails. I think it was emailed before we had changed web hosts, so I don't have many of those emails. Although I did have, you know what, I did recover them since then. So maybe I'll have to go back, post this episode, and 
and put it in, uh, at least in the post. But I have no idea who suggested this and I, I, or who picked this. And I apologize. If you are listening and you were the one that picked this, please, please, please email me so I can at least put it in the show notes. Probably follow, absolutely follow up on a future episode. I can't believe I didn't write it down, but it is a Patreon pick. And that's at the $20 tier. You get to pick anything, any subject character, preferably character you want. And I will do it. And this pick was one of them from one of our great Patreons. So yeah, they'll let us know. It'll, it'll, it'll come on. We'll, yep. we'll figure it out. We'll expose it. Exactly. It was me. <laughs> Snidely whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, the Sarlacc. Now, just to start things off here, the opening two sentences in the Wikipedia entry, there are, are there's here's the two. One of them is a bold-faced lie. The Sarlacc was a semi-sentient, plant-like, omnivorous creature found on several planets across the galaxy. And the second sentence is, not much is known about this creature. <laughs> That's the lie, because if that not much was known about this creature, it wouldn't have taken me three months to put these notes together. <laughs> the Sarlacc is a lie. Yes. <laughs> it's both dead and alive in the pit of cartoon at the same time. <laughs> so there's lots is what you're saying. There's lots, but I, I trimmed it down to the interesting stuff because there's just there just was just some things that weren't even like I I found the biology part of it interesting. It was like beyond like science boring, you know what I mean? It's just like uh Oh my God! Why am I reading this? So I took that stuff out. Tentacles are made entirely like, out of Gouda cheese, yeah. <laughs> while the tongue resembles that of a stunted raspberry. Uh, when oh, do we get to the tongue? I, there's a lot what? to talk about on the tongue. It's crazy. So probably the most famous sarlacc. Well, it's the only one we ever actually see on screen. Is the one that resides in the Great Pit of Carcoon on Tatooine. So. I got a question. Okay. Is the pit always there and it was the pit of Carcoon, or is the pit there because the Sarlacc set up camp there? Oh, that's a good question. It, it's, it's, uh, I don't know because, well, here's a Sarlacc's lifespan ranges from 20,000 to 50,000 years. So it, it was always there for recorded history of Tatooine. So I'm going to guess that. As far as recorded history goes, if you want to use that as a litmus test or a basis, rather, is a better word, it was there because that's where the Sarlacc resides. Maybe okay. not, but no one was around on Tatooine to have noted that. Except Larry King. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So it could have been because, I get, yeah, I mean, either way, I think it's interesting either way. Like, there could have been like a time before the Sarlacc moved in, that there was always a pit there. The kids, you know, the like fixer and those guys would like jump their swoop bikes over it or yeah, something it, like that. Or was it there? It's like a chicken and the egg kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, right. Well, what's car- what is Carcoon? Did you ever find out that? No. In fact, you know what? It's, I, it must not have a link because I did click on some of the links to dive deeper into this. And that would have been, if I saw that there was a link for that, I probably almost would have certainly clicked that. So I'm guessing there wasn't anything, although yeah. that might not be true. Well, it says one particular specimen of Sarlacc was located in the Great Pit of Carcoon. And let me see. It just must be that Pitzer, spot in the, in the desert. 
So I guess it lives in the pit, but it is not the pit itself. Right, exactly. But it's uh, okay. Dave's question is: is it is there a pit because the things in there dragging stuff down? I'm gonna guess, and we'll get into this in a little bit more detail later. But it it actually it it attracts prey to it. It doesn't actively hunt, so it doesn't move. So I'm going to guess that it, knowing how it feeds and hunts just by its own nature, it found a, uh, like a funnel type, a pit to bury itself in because that's the most resourceful thing to feed the way it does. Yeah. You're just using gravity of the pit. Exactly. To, to yeah. To its advantage. Roll down into your maw. Right. Yep. I think. Yep. It's a good spot to eat. That's where all the high school kids go to have <laughs> sex on Friday night. That's where that idiot fixer keeps falling off his sand surfing board. Cause he's an idiot. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> It's the inspiration point of Tatooine. Oh, I found my thrill. <laughs> what was it? What was Lori, Lori, uh, what was her name? What was Richie's Pet- girlfriend's name? Petticoat Lori Beth. Lori Beth. Beth. Oh, my God. They yeah. were, that's where they would neck. They neck. Would neck. <laughs> when you were little, did you think necking was two people rubbing their necks together? Absolutely Never did. did. See? Yep. Never. I, I did. I totally like, did. You know when people pass the orange, the grapefruit, they ever do that game where people have to do that with just their chin? Uh, yeah, okay. I thought that's what people were doing when they were necking. Well, you were an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, that's so hot. You want to go so up hot. to the ledge and pass an orange? <laughs> Look how hard that guy's Adam's apple is when he's doing that. <laughs> Choke around. Uh, oh, God. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Tim. Uh... This statement I found interesting. It said that Java claimed this particular sarlacc as his pet. Did I did hear that? Did anyone kind of get to get the idea he owned the sarlacc in that movie? I I had kind of thought that it was a planetary thing, and he just took advantage of its horrific, uh, torturous death to his advantage. I never thought felt he had claimed this as his own. Seeing that. No, I, I I always thought of it the way you just said. Okay. It was there. He used it as an execution device. It didn't belong to him. It just happened to be near him. Right. Yeah, kind of like the thing we talked about with Dengar, like the I forget what I forget what it was called, but you put him in this like windy cavern, and all the 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 super oh, yeah. sharp, almost glass like things flake off the canyon and cut you to death. It's, oh, it's like I another, remember that. Now. Another one of those horrific things in Tatooine to, to mm. kill you. This hurts. <laughs> Ow. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Something's in my eye. Something's in my eye. Oh, oh, Time oh. out. Time out. <laughs> Game on. <laughs> now, when they're young, they're actually very mobile and they burrow underground. And if you want to use a tattooing example, under sand to catch their prey. So they actually actively hunt. But when they grow larger, they start to become more immobile, and they just kind of wait to think for things to fall in their mouth, kind of like we we're just Be talking very, about with very, the pit. Very quiet. <laughs> so they kind of turn like the peep turn into the people on my six hundred pound life. Now they say that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jerry Springer ever rescue <laughs> exactly one from a right? Yeah. So I was like, like this is like the Audrey two from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh God, I know. I have yeah, have some stuff on that. Ooh, uh, no, 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 not as uh, as far as I have questions. Oh. It's not an ex. Well, yeah, okay. The explanation might be worse than the questions I have, but but I wanted to talk about Little Shop of Horrors. Go ahead. No, you will we'll be able to. Don't you worry. Good. <laughs> right. <Your> t- t- <laughs> 
They, <laughs> it took me a second to realize what Tim just did there. Uh, they they generally preferred damp environments, but they could survive anywhere as long as they were fed. Damp, damp. It has a desert damp. Well, you know what? that's what they preferred, but that's, oh, okay. that's the, in this case. Well, like I said, as long as they ate, they could be anywhere. Damp. They could be on a rock. Moist. <laughs> you know what I found out? Women don't wi- like the sarlacc. Women hate the word moist. moist. Yeah, really. I've noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever say the word moist around a woman, they hate it. They get pissed off. Why is that? They don't. It's like it's vulgar and offensive to women. It's like a curse word almost. It's almost like like, like the c word. I was, just, I was like, don't don't say it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Matt, don't don't shut your mouth. So this is girl. You are so hot. You're gonna make all this stuff melt, and then the ground is gonna get moist. Yeah, don't say that. Come wife. back, come back. Where, where are you Christy going? made me a birthday cake, and I said this is really moist, and she stormed out of that room. Now I know why. In <laughs> fact, now that you say that, Christy is one of the people yeah. that have mentioned this she, because she when she was word. up here in Pennsylvania, I wasn't being offensive. I said something was moist, and she was like, "Don't, don't, don't say that word." Really? So, is yeah, this during like a recording? Fact, no, like because I wasn't listening then. We were like at the concert or something. It was like she was like very emphatic about not hearing that word. Wow, wasn't that like the selling point for like Duncan Hines cakes? Like yeah, the moistest seriously. and like, I wonder if like sales went down when they put that. Who's not the moistest? I'm like, <laughs> now <laughs> women won't make our cakes, and women are the only people in the kitchen. Yeah, that's Thank Duncan you, Hines talking, not, not me, moist. by the way. <laughs> Duncan Hines is a fickle bastard. That's his name, right? That's a dude, Duncan Hines. <laughs> Duncan he's, Sheep. He's from Ireland. I am barely breathing. <laughs> what? Ashton Kutcher just posted nine hours ago. Do you hate this word too? What? About moist. Are moist. you serious? Yeah. yeah. Ashton Kutcher nine hours ago. Moist grosses out women. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I didn't open the article, but now I'm going to. Well, uh, enthrall us with the mind of Ashton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, I think. Didn't Ashton Kutcher turn all his social media stuff over to someone that knows what they're doing since he made that stupid comment about Joe Paterno? What did he say about Joe Paterno? He was like, he like right in the midst of everything, he's like, gets all emphatic. He's like, hey, leave Joe alone. What's everyone's problem with Joe? And you're like, uh, Ashton, here's everyone's problem with Joe. Oh, shit. And then he stopped. Yeah. And then he's like, I need to turn this over to someone else. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> So where is it damp inside? <laughs> what the planet? Or no, mean- the the sarlacc. Huh? Like well, you said, it's something about being a. It, it, no, it like- prefers damp prefers environments. Damp. Then why isn't it Tatooine? <laughs> That's what it I just said. said Dave. It, listen to me when I talk. I said it prefers <laughs> damp environments, but it can survive anywhere as long as they were fed. But why is it moist? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. I thought you were talking. I t- I thought you were already into the inside of the sarlacc. No, although it's probably pretty. Uh, the, I can't find the right word now. Wet in there. You Am mean, I allowed to say that? I bet you. I bet you. It's like Atlantic <laughs> City in there, man. Your balls stick to your leg. Very inclement. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Uh, where was I? What, what the hell you brought that up? Oh, damp. That's what brought it up. Not moist, but damp. Damp. So the largest recorded sarlacc ever found is on the planet uh, Felucia. Felucia? Felucia? Felucia. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Because it's it's they get it got so damn big and strong that it could actually drag rancors into its gaping mall and eat them. Holy shit! That yeah. is cool. That is cool. And that that's, is where I, I knew I knew that name before, and it was probably from one of the uh, Bib Fortuna or something episodes where we talked about the rancor. I imagine that's the one that um, what's Amy Adams? What does she play? Amy what Adams. Or not, not Amy Adams. What's the blue Twilight called? Amy Allen. Amy oh, Allen. Okay. What, what, what is that character called? Uh, Ayla yeah. uh, Sakura. Yes. That's the planet she's on when she dies in... Oh, it Greece, is. Right? Oh. Isn't it, Tim? Yes. Lucia. Okay, because that was a stage on the Battlefront 2, maybe, on ah, Xbox. Okay. You could, there was Bye a, for Lucia. <laughs> that was a thing on uh, what was one of the scenarios. It was all... Pla- it was like, yeah, it was like very rainforesty. Now, I know this... Um do, 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 do. This particular rancor they're talking about. This was, this was a stage. This Felucia stage with the rancor was a. I don't know if it was a whole stage or part of a stage of the Force Unleashed. I think the first one. Video game. Yeah. Oh yeah yep. yeah. Those games I, are good. That's one of the few games I've played cool. in with the modern consoles. Although it was like, was it PlayStation Three? I don't remember what it was. Two or three. Uh, and I remember playing this. I remember it being. Part of that, and it was it was huge. I don't remember if it ate a rancor. It may have made a rancor in like the cutscene or something, but I really don't remember. That would be a, that would be a cool thing to add to one of these movies. Like, like it's not it's not just a retread of what you've seen. It's something that you've seen, but it's tweaked. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't mind. Like, I don't need to see another Sarlacc that looks just like the Sarlacc that we said in any of these other movies. But if there was something like that that was dragging in a rancor, something as big as a rancor, yeah, but that'd be cool. That would be that would be something that you would. You would have nostalgia for, but also it would be new. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Especially if they're all over the galaxy like this article claims. It wouldn't be far-fetched. So it was like, they're like, everyone's afraid of this thing. Yeah. If they're all over the galaxy. Yep. Yeah, like you, you get, say Sarlacc and people shit their pants. Right. If you get, yeah, I mean, their reputation precedes them mainly because of the way, what happens to you if you fall in, which we will be getting into here shortly. Your your balls stick to your leg. Exactly, that's the start of it. That's that's the best part of what happens. That's <laughs> <laughs> part. Uh, xenobiologists aren't sure if the sarlacc is a plant or animal because it has characteristics of both. So I guess they can call it a planimal if they want. Uh, I made that up. That's my only that's, written joke. I like that's, that. that's good. Okay, planimal. Like, animal, animal, animal versus manimal. Yeah. Uh, they reproduced by... This is all like a summary sheet, and then we get into details. They reproduced by spores called sarlacci, <laughs> which is an awesome thing to say. Sarlacci. Sarlacci. Sarlacci spores, they travel through Sarlacki space. Boom, boom, the wacky sarlacci. The wacky sarlaccis. They travel through space. Like, get the pigeon, get the pigeon. Wacky races. No one? What's, what's that? <laughs> That's that okay, bird? never mind then. That's part of a no, uh, yeah, it does sound like that. So th- these Sarlacci spores could travel through space until they found a suitable planet, and then but how they landed and survived like atmospheric entry, that I have no idea. There's no note on that, so I don't know if these things are like rock covered or what to actually survive that whole entry process. But 
Oh, like like they're in a they're in something. I and then guess they, the they must be. I mean, if a meteor can't even rarely survive getting through an atmosphere, I don't know how these little spores do. Maybe so they're protect they're protected somehow when they're when they're getting their maybe mork in the egg. I guess yeah. I was actually now that I'm thinking about it, maybe because they are smaller, they actually kind of once they catch the atmosphere, they f- they float gently. They're not actually falling, so maybe they actually don't hit that terminal velocity in the atmosphere. See, this is the science I cut out because it was boring. I should stop talking about it now. I like the science oh, parts of oh, okay. any of these things. Oh, okay. I mean, not that I'm saying you should Science! Not that you shouldn't have cut it out. But I love I love science in general. So anytime there's some kind of exclamation, X, X, what the fucking word? What's the word? Yes, the wrong guy. There's too much paternal. Um, <laughs> explanation of something that has at least some basis in, I don't know. Like you, you can believe it. I like that kind of stuff. Okay. I don't like things that are supernatural. I like things gotcha. that can be explained. You're okay. Afraid. Well, there's a lot of explanation in there, so you might enjoy this or you might not. All depends. We'll see how it goes. Once the Sarlacc matured or the Sarlacci matured, I guess it began to settle down into the planet until it's permanent place in the planet. It would implant itself, its mouth above ground and the rest of the body would start to grow down into into the earth or sand or wherever it is that's what we see and you probably guess this it's almost explained in the movie in to an extent i mean that's obviously just the mouth there's much more of the creature underneath the sand in tatooine right and that's that's used a lot in books like especially that the famous boba fett story yes yep that that he goes down there and it's like it's like a goddamn hotel down there. There's people, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's people hanging out and, you know, being digested and, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of the advantages of it being underground is that most of its vital organs are protected from just about any prey. Uh, there are reports of other ground-dwelling creatures. I, I, and when I read this, I immediately thought of the things from Tremors. <laughs> that can That can be... That can inflict damage to an extent they're Same actually worm. very once the more they mature the more their outer they don't call it skin they don't even really give it a name they just say like their armor plating it's an, like a natural armor plating builds up over time so the older they get the thicker their surface area i guess you'd say gets so they're harder even if one of these whatever underground even if it's a worm from dune if it's an old enough sarlacc it's not going to do any damage to it because it's armor skin or whatever is so damn thick that's cool. Mm. There's a lot of things like this in all science fiction. Like you mentioned the two already, the tremors thing, the 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 sandworms, and even like we mentioned, we always bring up Enemy Mine. We bring it up a lot. There was <laughs> shluck, shluck, shluck. there was thing there was a thing in em- Enemy Mine that was exactly like the Sarlacc. I've not seen that in like thirty years. Me neither. In so long, maybe on the Greys will do it. What? What? <laughs> Where's that Vader clip? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> the what? What was that? I, mean, I don't know if anyone knows this. What was that thing in The Force Awakens that swallowed um, that TIE fighter? Not like not a Rancourt? Yeah, no, uh, there was Sarlacc? something in the sand when the, when the big it sucked died. down the ship. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Did, was, it a, I, was it a thing or is it? I thought, I thought it was kind of like a version of a. Uh, Quicksand? Quicksand. Like a, sink, yeah. like a sinkhole. Yeah, I think I that's would, a better way. Yeah. I always thought something ate it. And then wasn't there a big explosion then? Like. Afterwards. Yeah, it was like the thing in the Princess Bride that like sucks them down, and that's when the the kid with the white ass was like that, right? <laughs> why did you have a why is that a white ass? I don't know why he's got a white why? ass. Genetics. I didn't say white. I said no, white. Yeah, why? 
That he does kind of waddle. He does his waddle his way ass through the Jakku Desert. That's true. That kid has a sizable ass. Okay, I got news <laughs> for you. The Kim Kardashian size ass? Yeah, it was. That was the J Lo ass. I don't know what is. What's his name? You know what? John Boyega. John Boyega. Yeah. Let me speak that. He's got quite a pooper. I'll tell oh, you God. that. God damn. Stay calm. Stay calm. Uh, is that all you got on him? But no, there's other ones. Oh, shoot. Oh, wait. That's all right. <laughs> what did he say? Droid, please. Who is bigger ass? The kid from Jumanji? <laughs> that is a big ass. <laughs> or Finn. Get, get Tim to tell that story with the kid from Jumanji. Christ, that's all I heard Tim say when we saw that movie with his ass. Tim was infatuated with that kid's ass. He was. He was. <laughs> Whatever happened to that kid? Where is he at now? I don't know. That's Young a good Rob- question. Young Robin Williams from Jumanji? Yeah. That kid was all look that up. That kid had a corduroy billboard ass. He had a huge ass. <laughs> Around and muscular. Around, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a rock. Joe Rogan. Don't get Dave started on Sam Rockwell's ass. Oh, <laughs> Why, like his ass. Have you seen that? Seen what? Sam Rockwell. He gets nude a lot. Yeah, probably so. a lot. Yeah, he shows his ass quite a bit. He wants to get it in front of as many doctors as possible to say, you see what's going on back here? That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> That's not right. It's like my ass has an ass. <laughs> or Something, He's one of my favorite actors. He's awesome. But he has a weird ass. As seen in Moon. <laughs> yeah. That's mistakenly called Moon. That's a better joke than what I was going with. I'll leave it at that. So this okay, this was weird at first to read. Um, it's it got and it got I think a little weirder. You were we were not not even like ten minutes ago. We were, the whole little shop of horrors thing, right? Yes. Okay, that is its tongue. Like mm. the beak is its tongue. It says. It has well. Here's the here's the line. I wrote it down to make sure I, I said it right. It says the the there's tears of teeth on its exposed mouth surrounded its beak-like tongue. So that is its tongue that opens and closes. It's like, it's, it's like the alien. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. because I did. I wrote that. It's like the xenomorph of Tatooine. The tongue is the what? Wait, The beak what? is its tongue. The beak. I never knew that. So the beak they added. Yeah. For the special, because there was no beak. No, exactly. Originally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was a net that those douchebags <laughs> were falling into. It was a very crappy trampoline because there's a hole in it. It was a very crappy net that <laughs> yeah. the dicky beer was falling into (laughs) so they added the beak and the beak is not a mouth it's not a beak it's a it's its tongue its mouth is still the gaping hole we saw with the teeth in it that's its tongue that is i can't wrap my head around that being a tongue that's amazing because i was i was like anything equated to whatever we know and like octopi i'm not going off on any octopus (laughs) shit here but they have a beak yes that comes out, and I was assumed it was like supposed to be like that. So that thing's their tongue. That's their tongue, and it gets weirder. The thing inside its tongue, which I assumed was its tongue, it is, it's its leg. It's a tongue. <laughs> well, it's it's tongue, almost. Tongue. It's almost as weird. It's actually a stubby tentacle. <laughs> That's what it's called. It's called a stubby tentacle. It's almost like Chubby Ballsack's less successful cousin. <laughs> Reginald Ballsack. Stubby <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tentacle. Yeah, I mean, that is just, I can't wrap my head around that being its tongue and being a tentacle inside its tongue. That's just too much for me to take in. 
But you know what? I love it. You do? Okay. Oh, yeah. I love it. This is great so far. This is exactly what we talk about the, you know, the vaginas with the teeth. What's that called again? The teeth, I think it's called teeth. Yeah, but what's uh, it Christy's called? Christy's not here. Something. It's uh, Vagina dentata. Yep. Yeah. That's what, that's what this is. That thing is. A, By the way, thing. I said Christy's not here because she knew the name, not because she's got vagina dentata. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't like the word moist. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that actually. I had no idea. Vagina mentata. Yeah. Well, she's she. Trust me. That's one of the many one of the many conundrums it is dealing with my wife. This is great so far. I I'm totally enthralled. No, well then that's all I got. Oh no, I don't. I was going to leave on a high note. No, I got more. I got more. Okay, now here. This I actually kind of like some of this stuff. As far as it's catching its prey, once they become immobile, they didn't. I just kind of assumed they relied on luck for something to fall in. That's why they would take so long to. Dig- I thought the whole idea of digesting them over a thousand years was because they so rarely ate. They were just waiting for something to fall in, or waiting for Fixer to mess up again on another stupid jump, or Damn it. <laughs> or be fed again by Jawa. But that's not it. They were able to send out different odors and scents that lured prey close enough to them that they could grab it with their tentacles. So they were able to emit scents that other predators would be hunting down. This is great. So like they could like whatever, yeah. what, what do, uh, what do you think panthers eat? Let's say they, they're, they eat like cows, they eat grass. So the, it could send out the smell of like fresh cut grass, which is a really weird comparison, but let's say they could. And maybe that's what actually, now that I use a banthus, uh, idea maybe that remember the banthas we pass on the uh in the special edition when the barge goes by maybe they're going yeah. towards the scent that the sarlacc's uh Shit, giving off it's all coming to together you just blew my mind <laughs> yes <laughs> mic drop so they can they can create smells of all kinds yes yep i love it this is fantastic yeah they in fact it notes that it can do it can attract herbivores or carnivores with with its different scents I don't know how they learn. Maybe, maybe through trial and error that you know this particular scent brought something. It seems pretty actually likely. Maybe uh, because it's things they've already consumed. Yeah, and they over, somehow right. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yep. Yeah, they they store the uh, the memory or the the essence of the thing they consumed. Yeah, it's like I've been sending out popcorn for years and nothing happened. I put on nachos once and I ate a whole damn ronto. Yep. Sent out popcorn. Tim would be there. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this popcorn that needs to be bad? Whoa! <laughs> I fell over again. I've been grabbed I mean, by a stubby tentacle. <laughs> I came to pass some popcorn and now I'm dead. <laughs> over 10,000 years. <laughs> oh, so... Now, this is... Uh, this is... Uh, the... Tail end, uh, going back to the physical characteristics of it, at the very bottom of the sarlacc were three like root appendages, sorry, and those specifically would draw water from the ground. Now, so on Tatooine, I, I, I kind of wrote a list here. Tat- on Tatooine, ratos drink all the surface water. The sarlaccs absorb all the water from the ground. No wonder Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew appeared to be broke because they were like in a losing business. Yeah. <laughs> There's no water left, not only to, to to make a business, but to put out a fire, apparently. And blood from a stone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Little uh, Sarlax come onto the, the Lars farm and just start sucking all the moisture out of the water. Was that Gilligan's Island? That's exactly what I thought. That's a little Johnny T. Williams lagoon music. 
Sarlacc. And that would make the that would make the Larses the howls. Love you, dear. Have you seen Luke? That is, he is kind of Gilligan. Obi Wan is a skipper. Who's a professor? Not Han. He's not that smart. Fixer. Yeah. Fixer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> making things. You know what? That is true because the professor spent all that time building shit and never got him off the island. That's the exact same thing <laughs> Fixer would do. I'm fucking out of here. Cammy is ginger. Lovey Luke is such a little pusser. <laughs> Oh, Thurston, dear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ironic that his name is Thurston. Thurston. Nah, <laughs> again, no water. Again, I again. Get <laughs> so now, despite their large size, they didn't actually need much food because they were pretty much completely immobile. So they were they weren't burning any calories. They didn't need any energy. So that led finally to the explanation I really wanted when I started this episode, which I was kind of glad uh, that this was suggested so I could research this. It's a part, of course, how true is the statement that Luke, Han, and Chewbacca were going to be slowly digested over a thousand years? I just realized I wrote that like a I have questions episode. A lot. lot. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So this this, uh, testament or whatever 3PO is giving... That's, are you saying, like, is that a known fact or is that a legend? Okay. It's based on some truth, but there's a couple of caveats to it. Well, there's one main caveat to it. So, okay, we established that, that we only see a little bit of the Sarlacc on the planet, most of the creatures underground, and the prey, uh, what's that? Uh, nothing, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, no <laughs> problem. The victims and the food that enter through the beak and the stubby tentacle, I suppose, so if you were, if you fell in and you were a Sarlacc, one of the Sarlacc's meals, this is what would happen. You would, you'd slide down its tongue, you'd land in the stomach. The moment the stomach senses that there's something in there and that it's, it's digestible, it immediately embeds hundreds of these little vessels into your skin and in your muscles, ah. and it injects neurotoxins that immobilize you, but... It, it also pulls you out of the stomach acid so it can slowly kind of dip you in and out as it needs to. Ah. So to keep you from dissolving too quickly on top of all this, um, the, the, the vessels tighten and attract you into pretty much incorporating you into the stomach wall. And I kind of actually picture this a lot like when you get stuck in a cocoon in an aliens, another aliens reference yeah. here. Yeah, that's what happens to uh, Chucky. What's the guy's name that voices Chucky? Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf oh, in yeah, a beautiful right, yeah. butterfly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that part. Like he's all happy that he's part down there with the queen. The beautiful, <laughs> beautiful butterfly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's and that's the way it's portrayed in the Boba Fett story when he gets down there and there's just dudes that are like anguishing yep. and becoming part of it. Ah. This is great. But do you know, I, I don't want to say a thousand years is a, is a long time. Okay, we're getting to that. I have I have the specifics of that here very soon. So, okay, along with, like I said, tying you up into the stomach and, and immobilizing you, these vessels, uh, I, it doesn't say, it never says blood vessels. It just says vessels. Maybe it doesn't have blood. But these vessels also provide your body with nutrients and keep you alive and conscious this whole time. Wow. 
Yep. The, so, but if you're the thousand years thing, if you're if you're a human and your lifespan isn't that long, you're gonna die. Anyway. Here's what it comes down to: it comes down to if your lifespan was a thousand years, your natural lifespan was a thousand years. Yes, it would take a thousand years to digest you. It doesn't prolong your life anymore, but it does have the capability to keep you alive for pretty much what your natural lifespan would be. So it's a matter of semantics. Okay, if you, like I said, if if Yoda, 900 years old, almost 1,000 years old, he the statement would apply more to him than it would to us as humans. Does that make sense? But he's so yes. tiny. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. I'm throwing <laughs> that, that wrench in the works there. <laughs> so the acid in the Sarlacc stomach is pretty weak compared to other creatures, but it was strong enough to cause pretty severe pain uh, but not strong enough to end the nightmare quickly. So you're in constant pain for the rest of your natural life, or the rest of your, your the rest of the time you were kept alive. Let's say, yeah, whatever life yep. you have. Even worse than this to me is it had a set of secondary stomachs. So if you fell in <laughs> and his main stomach was at capacity or whatever it is or full whatever, it would push you into this secondary stomach, Ew. still inject <laughs> you with the same vessels and neurotoxins. Keep you alive and awake in this cramped dark space, and you really have you All have alone. no movement. Yeah, you're alone. You can't move. Yeah. You can't hear. You can't talk. Can't hump. <laughs> you can't hump. <laughs> exactly. Just fucking do it, Carlito. Yep. You're just sitting there waiting until it's ready to digest you. That I think is actually room. worse. It was a waiting room. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no chance of you not waiting. It's the name of the room. <laughs> was there music playing? The background, <laughs> waiting. Long and <laughs> tall <laughs> and Jordan, the girl from Ipanema. Are there magazines in that room? Yeah. Waiting. Twenty-year-old Time magazine. <laughs> yeah, and it's open. Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler, and it's stuck on a cool cigarette ad, and you can't flip it because you're immobilized. <laughs> Highlights with the the find uh, the find the the picture find thing. What's those two guys? Goofus and Galant. Yeah, Galant. Do that. And all the word searches are already done. <laughs> it's a Mad yeah, Magazine yeah. Oh, on the back. Oh. Mad Magazine with the back page, and someone didn't line up the fold up correctly. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, all the magazine jokes I get. Folded, it's Richard Nixon. <laughs> and you know what's in every goddamn waiting room is that stupid toy with the beads that you move <laughs> over. <laughs> the, yeah. the little metal spindles. Yep. Yeah. What kid, first of all, is going to play with that? Any germs on that Second thing? of all, yeah, you yeah. want to get sicker? You're in a room full of people that are sick right. and snotting all over it. Go yeah. play with that, son. <laughs> There's like five of them. You know, one side goes up, the other side comes down. Yeah, what a maddening toy. When you get it to the end, what do you do? You, you put it back. <laughs> and while you're at it, you get chlamydia. Well... <laughs> That's that's life right there. Teaching a kid chlamydia. life. No matter how much work you put into it, you're always back to where you started and you got chlamydia. <laughs> and you always end up with Top chlamydia. it off. <laughs> so this this thing is is I remember we did something way back and one of us found a picture. It was like a cross section of the Sarlacc. Because we all I think kind of just thought it was like Maybe right there at the surface, or a little bit under the surface. Right. right. This thing went down stories and yes, stories. Yep. I remember us seeing this picture, and we were like showing, we were like passing it around, like, "Look at this! Look how deep this thing goes!" And this, then we pass around pictures of the sarlacc. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, you have it. Look. You know it. what this looks like? This looks like the monster from Cloverfield, but underground. Oh yeah. Okay, I if, can see that. Yeah. This is the vagina there a little bit. 
You see vagina everywhere. <laughs> Look at that chalkboard. Vagina. <laughs> chalkboard. Nine numbs face. The sarlacc. <laughs> well, nine numbs face. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on, it's moment everything. I was trying to do his laugh. I failed miserably. So, all right, at this point, that's pretty much for the whole digestive thousand years explanation. The next thing went into mating and spawning, and I was going to skip over this because it already talked about the spores, but it actually got a little, a lot more interesting than that. So there's a whole other mess to talk about. But first, I got to tell this story from the Tuscan Raiders. This is awesome. The Tuscan Raiders, which they get more fascinating the more they come up. They have passed down a legend of the origin of the Sarlacc for generations and refuse to believe any other explanation, no matter how much science proves it to them. So, okay, the legend that the Tuscan Raiders told this it's about how the Sarlacc birthed itself from the planet core. It came into spontaneous existence right at the time that the, the, the splitting of the star that became Tatooine's twin sons. Big bang theory. Once the, once the Sarlacc was born, it ate everything in sight until there was nothing left and was forced to eat itself, leaving only its mouth behind. Oh, my God. So they think that mouth in the pit of Carcoon, that's it. That's the Sarlacc. And they, you don't see anything else because it ate itself along with everything else. And they won't believe anything else you tell them. The simple question, would yep. you eat yourself or not? <laughs> so this is this is how a real six-pound, seven-ounce little baby Sarlacc is actually made. So. <laughs> Come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> so the female Sarlaccs actually grow much larger than the males at maturity. The males kind of remain it's- small and mobile. Yeah, that's exactly why. Yep, like Christie's action figure. <laughs> the males remain small and mobile up until the time they mate. The way they mate, they find one of these huge, these large immobile females. It gets into weird territory, I know, but this is what's written down. And they attach themselves like a parasite and begin to feed off her. After several thousands of years of so this. So I do it. Yeah, <laughs> After several thousands of years of this, the male now grows to the size that the female was, and the female has shrunk down to what the male originally was. Well, now the male can actually access the female's eggs, fertilize the spores, and then the spores, how, I don't know, but they are released into the air, and they leave the atmosphere and start traveling through the galaxy to find out where they're going, figure out where they're going to live. This is, shit. This is something else. <laughs> so, so the spore was blind be free, kids. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay, stay here. here. Come on, get the hell out. The spore would pick a planet, it attaches and its first form of life when it breaks out of the uh the, the spore or egg, whatever it is. It's it's a parasite. So it it, it latches on to a a host, it draws its blood until it's big enough to hit the larval stage. When it's in the larval stage, that's when it begins to roam the planet. And that is when it's actually at its arguably the most dangerous. Although falling into a star like is pretty dangerous. But at this point, it can move quickly. It's incredibly a- aggressive. And if it's swallowed whole by a larger predator, which you could do because they're rather small, it would kill that predator from the inside out. It could survive being swallowed whole and the stomach acids and whatnot. Again, kind of like a another. here's another alien reference, like a chestburster. Right. 
So eventually, as it grew, it would become a mobile, pick its permanent spot to burrow down, and turn into the Sarlacc as we know it from the movie. Hmm. So these things just float. They're yeah, mi- I, microscopic. There's a lot of missing information that I would like to know in its spore form, but oh well. Huh. I could have wrote it, but I don't have time for that. Now, the most famous Sarlacc, I think we said in the beginning, was the one at Pitta Carcoon, and the mo- its most famous victim, or a one-time victim, depending on how you want to talk about it, is probably Boba Fett. Now... He survived in an extended universe tale. We don't know if he's going to have survived as Disney moves on with its plans for uh, Star Wars. But to tell some more interesting bits about the Sarlacc, I'm going to go with the story of where he survived. And the only the only information details they have on him surviving is, and, and it's in quotes, using his jetpack and weapons, Fett blasted himself sometime later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ten ten minutes later. Right. Yeah, I mean, which one was that in? Oh, Mount. At the the, uh, the tales from the bounty. Yeah, I think were. so. Yeah, because I remember Dengar finding him in the desert, and he said, "The Sarlacc, I blew it up." Blah 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 blah. I'm your best man. And yeah, yeah. and he was, and it, and it had. I remember he had been down there long enough for it to have consumed the lower half of one of his legs. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, like, when he comes out of there, blasts out or whatever, he's a partial amputee at that point because the thing had already started to digest him. Does he got like a little bit of a limp and make a clink sound like uh, Gary Oldman in Fifth Element when he walks? <laughs> <laughs> Fifth Element. <laughs> so, uh, so all right, the reason I wanted to bring this up was because there's an inter- a little bit of more more interesting bit to the Sarlacc from this his hel- the, the holographic recorder and the sensor array in Boba Fett's helmet took a lot of readings of the inside the Sarlacc that no one's ever been able to get to f- get before and an anthropologist named Mammon Hole studied this data as he poured over this footage of Fett reacting to things that weren't there and footage that he collected and recorded while he's in there he came to a couple of pretty kind of unsettling conclusions one was that a Sarlacc possesses the ability to telepathically torture its prey. What? Oh my god! Yeah, it makes makes him see things that aren't there, and oh, well, I mean that's that's the the basis of that statement from what was in the notes. But it can it can it can mind it can fuck with your head while you're down there. Is that because of the Naked toxins? pictures of your mother? <laughs> Look, because no! of no. The- <laughs> because of the what, Dave? The, the toxins and stuff. Maybe, yeah, yeah. That's very possible. Um, the second, second conclusion he drew from this data is that when you are attached to the Sarlacc's digestive vessels, and a few did get into fit, even though he fought them off, the consciousness of all the Sarlacc's victims that are attached are joined into one sort of collective consciousness in the sense that they are aware of each other's experiences and pain, and that increased their own uh, at least their perception of pain by an almost immeasurable amount. Uh, as far as other recorded survivors of the Sarlacc, Zorba the Hut was uh, allegedly swallowed, then immediately spit out, which would be <laughs> hilarious to see. Uh, Vader's apprentice Starkiller from the Force Unleashed, like I, uh, that's what we were talking about earlier, voluntarily jumped into the Sarlacc on Felucia and traveled through its digestive system and escaped unharmed. And a girl called... Shara, 
that's how I'm going to say it. I'm probably saying it wrong. She was being chased from her workplace by stormtroopers on Tatooine, and to escape, she ran across the Dune Sea, and she fell into the Sarlacc. Well, she was thrown she back. She worked on a photo map. <laughs> yeah. And their, their pictures weren't ready overnight like they promised. <laughs> <laughs> she was thrown back out, uh, right back out, and no one, uh, there was no explanation ever why, why the Sarlacc just kicked her right back out. Spit her out. Yep. yep. It was too moist. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> uh, now, that's that's really it for its story. The rest is kind of a little bit of behind the scenes, sort of. I mean, it's, of course, in Return of the Jedi. Um, in 1983, it looked like a spiky trampoline. In 1997, it was given the tongue, beak, and stubby tentacle. Tongue, beak. Uh, George Lucas had said he did this because he'd never felt that the creature seemed alive in the original release. Now, I agree it, it didn't seem as alive than when it had all this other stuff going, but I mean, I think well, it could have went a little less little shop of horror. Yeah, it had it, it, it burped and it had the tentacles that came out and grabbed right. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely alive. I mean, I never thought that it wasn't alive. I was frightened of the needs, thing needs when I was more 10. Beak. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it looks, I guess maybe I should say it does look more alive in with the additions. Although, yeah, you're right. I mean, it did have some movement. Um, I, I, of all the changes made, if it weren't so, like I said, little shop of horror esque, I probably wouldn't really care about this either way. It'd just be like, oh, okay. So they gave it more movement, but you look at it and I, the first thing you see, I remember even just seeing it in the damn trailer we first saw it. First thing I thought immediately was feed me. I mean, that's exactly mm-hmm. what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Audrey too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it appeared in video games. Uh, I mentioned the Force Unleashed. It's in Super Star Wars, where it looked like a I big, saw it. a oh, big yeah. worm yep. with like inflatable man wailing arms, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> swinging back and forth. Um, in April first of two thousand ten, Bioware announced that the Sarlacc Enforcer would be a playable class and species in Star Wars: The Old Republic. But when you look at the date, it was later revealed to be a April Fool's joke. So, Who would do that? I know what a bunch of dicks. April Fool's jokes are cruel and stupid. <laughs> I remember when, like, I mean, you said trampoline. I always thought of the thing as being more of a net for those stuntmen. I right. think that was a practical net because one of those dudes, I don't know if it's a weak Best way or whatever. No, when he goes in, you can see the thing almost catch him. Yeah. Because some of those stuntmen, those stunts are fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's a drop. That is a serious drop. And they're falling into this thing, and the one thing you can see it kind of give a little bit on when one of those guys hits it. Yeah. yeah. I always remember being amazed by the stunts in that. And when you're little, especially, if you get that monologue about how awful it is and you see how scared everybody is of it, it's instantly scary. It didn't matter even what it looked like. I mean, the teeth and everything helped a lot. Right. But just the fact that they were so scared of it made it scary. To a, to a kid, anyway. Yeah, yep. Well, just the build-up to it as well. I mean, the yeah. whole lore behind it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of the lore, everyone being scared of it. So, yeah, I agree. And a guy that was as, as bad as Jabba was using it as a form of execution. Yes, yep. It, it, it all worked perfectly. That scene is so unbelievable. It's one of the greatest things ever put on celluloid. Like, seriously, like they didn't have to do a thing to it. Add the beak, take the beak out, whatever. You don't have to touch that thing because it's so perfectly done. I I will say, even with the addition of the beak and whatnot, it's one of the lesser 
um, I don't want to say this, less obtrusive additions. It seems to actually blend in with it better than a lot of the other stuff they did in the, the special editions. Yeah, there is there is that one scene where the one guy is going down and the and the the uh, the beak does come up and it looks like it grabs him and pulls him in, which I think is a kind of a cool shot. Yeah, it turns right. sideways almost like an like an alligator yeah. or a crocodile would do to t- to get a hold of something. It turns this the beak sideways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Rather than using the tip of the beak, it it turns. Yep. Instead of having the beak walk across screen for two two seconds, you can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was no toy for it, but there was a Parker Brothers board game called The Battle at the Sarlacc Pit. Yeah. And, and, that, and that, if you had enough imagination, was the toy. Exactly. Yep. Yep. You yep. could use it as a I toy. I threw my figures into that thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> I still have that game. For once, you didn't throw it away? Or no. I, used to play that, I played that with my son for 10 straight years as nice. a kid. Yeah. We would play that. It was a shit game because it was, it, yep. as long as whoever went first won. <laughs> because you really just had to get a high number and go first, and you could get the high points. You you went past. You got a point for the Gamorians who lined the thing. You got two points for Nikto and um, who was the other one? Klaatu or Klaatu? Klaatu. And you got four. And you got four points for Jabba. So you just blow right by those Gamorians. Maybe hit one or two on the way, but you were heading straight for the big point guys. If right. you went first, you won. But that thing, the design of that game was brilliant, and it was like good enough to use as a toy with your action figures. Interesting thing about that, the Nikto, or whatever, the Klaatu, a lot of people think it's Klaatu, but it's actually supposed to be Boba Fett. And if you have that in your head, then you look at it, you can see how it's supposed to be Boba Fett. But a lot of people, since you have a Nikto, think of it as a Klaatu, oh, but it's Boba you're Fett. Right. You're right, now that you say that. Okay. Um this one, the first, this one, the first thing I've seen it listed as Klaatu, and it's actually Boba Fett. It's a very bad. They're all bad figures. I mean, the Luke, Han, Chewbacca, and Leia. Leia is supposed to be in her Endor costume. What, what's that about? Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's as far after that game. That is all I got. That is a Sarlacc. That's pretty cool. A lot of stuff yeah. we didn't know about it. Yep, a lot of stuff you didn't want to know about it. No. That was- <laughs> That, that's that all that inf- like the be- like this show to me can either enhance things or what's the opposite of it enhance decrease the enhance yeah I mean there's no opposite word those everything you said enhanced this to me that's that's the beauty of some of these backstories somebody does a good job they can make things better I was shocked there was no um, force sensitive powers coming from it or something. Uh, yeah, I didn't even cut that out. There, were, there was no mention of it in the what I read at least. It's good. Were there any other famous victims of the Sarlacc? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I didn't actively. There may have been because there's that little, that little like uh, I caught the tail of the tape like in boxing, like the little the vital stats of it. I if there's anywhere, it's there. In fact, I'm I'm sitting here speculating. Not like there's a computer six inches from my face and I can just type it in and give you that answer yeah they i mean had those guys been in there that would have they certainly would have been but a most. thousand years like, do you think it's painful for a thousand years oh yeah they said it's keeping you alive it's a there, there was an episode of the clone wars where they were fighting on this shadow planet against these people who looked like count chocula <laughs> And, uh, That's awesome. And they had the they had it was it was it was like a horror uh, 
movie, the the way that they did it, it um, where it, like your whole screen was pretty much dark, and you would see these sh- shadows of the Starlock picking up clone troopers and sucking them in and everything. And it was a, it was a really cool episode. It had to do with like this general on the Republic, or no? It was a, it was a no, it was a Jedi. Captain, it was general. a captain. It was Captain Crunch. <laughs> oh. yeah. Captain Crunch a, and Captain Jedi general who decided to, to to work for the separatists or whatever, and uh, he betrayed everybody. He sent all these troops into this Sarlacc pit field. And it was pretty cool. All right. <laughs> That's still all I got. Well, Matt, do you want to talk some more and give us some feedback? Yeah, what the hell? I still got a voice left. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, this one is from. Uh, this is an email. We'll go email and iTunes again. This is from Eric and Eric, not Eric Moore that we always talk about. There are other Eric's that listen to the show. Apparently, <laughs> um, he said, "Hey, Chris, Matt, Dave, and Tim. I just wanted to say thank you for all the hours of entertainment from you guys. I've actually learned a lot from this podcast so much that I even surprised my older stepbrother, who is a even bigger Star Wars nerd than me." Regarding the last episode about Twin Cloud Car, well, this is really recent, uh, Twin Cloud Car, I got super excited, not like that, Chris, to learn more about it. What? That's He actually wrote that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was, it was always one of my favorite things in The Empire Strikes Back, so much that I got the old toy at a yard sale. I also have a little Lego version of it that came with a Lobot minifigure. Anyway, I've taken up enough of your time. Thanks again for the podcast. Keep it up, and may the Schwartz, or I mean, may the Force be with you. From Eric. <laughs> And he said, P.S. We'll be doing a Force Awakens character anytime soon. Just curious. Well, no, probably not soon, soon, because there's still not. No, there's some have some backstories, but. How about you, Dave? You going to do one in Force Awakens? I was thinking about that the other day. Is there anybody you would know better? All of you. Well, maybe not Matt. Actually, no, I hosted that one episode of the 10 characters we're keeping an eye on. So I probably actually know better than. That's true. Is is there anyone that dies in the force awakens that will have no more of a backstory that is a candidate because to me if they're still alive you can't do them because their their story is not complete but is there anybody that dies in that that looks like they're they're done i actually have a character old dude the old dude oh max van saito jesus Max yeah jesus jesus i got a good obscure character that i probably won't see again that i think it actually has a backstory because he's in some of those little novellas that that character we see in the junkyard with like the mechanical the yellow mechanical arms i i love that oh yeah yeah walking out well so you think that's somebody we could do yeah he does actually have some of of, of the backstories of the characters we talked about on that episode he probably had the actually most written already about him let's do it all right so then i take back what i just said so sooner than i i guess we gotta pop we gotta pop our force awakens cherry (laughs) Uh, I'll do one one more feedback. I'll go back to iTunes. This is another review uh, from a Frolando22. He said, <laughs> he starts with a quote, I'm not going to stick up for a man who's not here to defend himself. Chris. What? Then he wrote, those wise words alone get five stars. Great podcast for Star Wars <laughs> fans of any degree or generation. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. And I'm no glad. Proof. <laughs> no proof. <laughs> Glad Chris's those words were immortalized from Chris. <laughs> uh, that leads to our Patreon supporter of the 
episode. Let me pull a card here. And I got a Matthew Harris. So yeah. Matthew Harris. So thank you, Matthew. He's That's another one. I, I don't know how. I must have not. I must be pulling like from a side or something. I'm, I, I'm finally getting to some of the people that have been doing this for a long time that I've I've not been able to thank. And Matthew is one of the ones that started supporting us. We've been doing it for every year now. I think he's been supporting us for most of that year, if not the whole time. So thank you, Matthew, for that. Um, I think everybody has heard us say at this point how much it helps the show, uh, not just the show, but the network and everything else we do. And well, just I mean we're we're constantly growing and and constantly trying new things and there's a couple other things in fact and we we're just tossing around a, a couple ideas i mentioned it last episode but a couple ideas for some more live calling stuff so that hopefully will come to fruition by the end of the year i can't say sooner than later because i just don't know our schedules are <laughs> always what they are but we're going to try to try to do some again last or by the end of the year we had fun with them last year definitely want to do some again and we can we can my point is we can thanks to supporters like Matthew and everyone else on Patreon. So check it out if you want to help out the show, help out with specials like that, and just get some a chance to get some some exclusive stuff as well. It's at patreon.com slash news Thank you, Matthew. Matthew Harris. He's That's my favorite. Good. He's my favorite Matt. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cool stuff, I didn't mention this, so that we have been running ads. Finally, I it's, this is one of those things that people have asked for for a long time and just it's always fallen off the radar. I finally put together a shop, a merchandise shop. It just has t-shirts now. They do other things, but I haven't put the products together yet. But we do have, I guess, one Swick t-shirt, a couple Neozaz designs. I finally got something up. It's You can get to the shop through neozaz.com slash shop. It's actually done by Spreadshirt. Um, they're... Uh, I, I, I've used uh, a couple other, I don't want to say the other vendor names. I used a couple other vendor names for event shirts. I've This is the one I'm most happy with the results. So I think they're very good quality shirts to begin with. They're not that like super crappy cotton that everyone's using that you just look at and shrinks. It's actually decent material and the print quality on it's very good. So if you've been one of the people asking for the shirts, we finally have some, probably add more designs as we go. So it's at newsaz.com slash shop. He's wearing one right now. He is. That's what reminded me actually to say it. He posted I that am. picture while we were recording. And as you started talking about it, Chris took the opportunity to start caressing my shoulder. Hey, hey so he could. It's nice. It is. Stop uh, touching me, goddamn it! It's a it. nice quality shirt. I'm touching your pants next. <laughs> yeah, he's like he started fondling me to see about the shirt. You know. Well, me and Matt talked earlier. I want to say I wanted to try to touch Dave. Matt, and he can help me touch Dave, and this is Matt's way of helping me touch you. You're sure. You don't have to do it. That's like the third time. I don't like being touched. <laughs> Get a little closer. Don't be shy. <clears throat> well, Dave, is it time? Time for you to stop touching me. <laughs> Tim, what are we doing, Tim? Simpson says. <laughs> yeah, brought to you by NBC. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. The more you know. <laughs> okay. What's the scores? <laughs> the scores are like this. Tim is in the lead with 48. Jesus Christ. Then Matt with 43. Mary, mother of God. Then Chris <laughs> with 22. I don't know. It's all I know of the Bible. <laughs> and then I have 10. You suck. You got to bid some points this time. This I'm is zero. <laughs> I'm going to bid zero forever. I'll win sooner or later. 
<laughs> I love it. Buffalo Bill at the betting trick. <laughs> Was there a big fat horse? <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Number. Let's, let's say. I pulled number 21, so let's see what the question is. Can we do this love fest? What mechanism on the Falcon did Han use to get the coordinates for the jump to hyperspace? All right. Is there multiple choice? Nope, not listed here. Hmm. Hmm. How, how old is uh, Senior Simpson? I don't know. Let me text Lou. Does he have kids? <laughs> he's about. He's. He's. About, I would put him. Put him about thirty-eight to forty-two. Okay, I was gonna say he's probably younger than all of us. He's better looking than all of us. Hey, it's me. Jesus. <laughs> I uh, that that makes a difference to me though. Yeah, it does. Cause he's a prequel guy. But he knows his shit though. Yeah, he, he <laughs> does. But he's to me he's inconsistent. Great kid, don't get cocky. All right, uh, so he, no multiple choice. All right, um, all right. Man, this is. <laughs> I'm do I'm good. Don't be looking. Uh, how much we got? Twenty two. Oh, yeah. Twenty two. Get off me. This doesn't rhyme. Twenty two. A lot of paper rustling. Yes, I got something here. I got some text from. Oh, that's from Matt. Now, don't say if it matches anybody or not, because it might affect our answers that we're about to give out. Right up, it's right underneath the... Don't say. Re- this whole oh. game is corrupted. It the is. Re- Chris keeps ruining it. Dilda, or whatever it was. Butt plug, he said it was. Oh, butt plug, okay. Sam, where's yours, Tim? I'm coming. SS coming. I'm coming. Ready. So, so Tim, I'm going to... I got to look this up. <laughs> is he, he's on IMDb, right? Yep. Yeah. How old is this yep. this guy? Seven. Seven? I don't know. Seven. <laughs> it's Chevy Chase joke from Fletch when he's in what line is? for the oh. thing, and the guy's and the guy's like, what's your address? Seven. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm looking him up right now. I'm looking up Christian Simpson on IMDb. What are you finding? All right. I'll look. I typed in Christian. Tell me the yeah, first. close to our age, actually. Tell oh, me the first did I just two. Joke? No, no, oh. no. So, Chris, Chris, we've played this game before, yeah. haven't we? I played this game with my son. What are the t- first two Christians on IMDb? Slater. He's number two. Christian. You'd be kidding me. You are so. You are Hayden. So, Hayden. No. That's not. No. You are so jaded. You are so. You're, you're immature. The man's immature. What? I can't believe you don't know this. I'm thinking, yeah. You're you were you were so Christian Slater, Christian. You know Christian Slater before the actual best Christian, besides Christian Simpson. Pray to me. Oh, not Bale. Bale. Christian Bale. Fuck that guy. You <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, swear to me, not pray to me. Ah, oh, whatever. Christ is in there somehow. <laughs> How old is Christian Simpson? You looked up. Yeah. How old is he? Uh, I can't do math, but he was born in January of 73. Okay. So he's not far from us. 
Closer to you guys than me. He's older than Tim. Our agent. Alright. <clears throat> Dave, does he know? No. Uh, Matt, does he know? Yes. <gasps> Tim, does he know? No. Oh, Chris said no. Oh, shit. Alright, Christian. Gonna, you guys are going to... Someone's going down. Someone's <laughs> going up. <laughs> Alright, what do we got here? Took me a moment to get the corners from the Navi computer. You are correct, sir. You are correct. Oh, the Navicomputer. Suck it, Tim, Chris, and Dave. God damn it. Come on. This is horseshit. How many did you bet, Dave? I bet all ten. I got zero. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you bet? I bet two. You're 20. Because I knew I was probably wrong. Tim, anyway. what'd you bet? I bet ten. Oh, oh. No. 38. Matt, what'd you bet? I bet eight. Jesus, God. All right. So the scores are like this. Now, Matt is back in the lead with 51. Unreal. Right. Then Tim with 38. Then Chris with 20. And I have zero. (laughs) Wow. What do you know about Star Wars? It's not me. It's him. (laughs) (laughs) At least Lou didn't What do you know about Christian Simpson's knowledge of Star Wars? (laughs) At least Lou didn't giggle this time. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Thanks for listening to this episode featuring the Sarlacc. Chris, you read that so nicely. <laughs> Tune in next time we discuss Porcellus. Are you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.